Oh, we are breaking down something that I have um, received some heat for in the past. Or I wouldn't even say heat. Like, nobody ever attacked it. It was always just, like, this raised eyebrow of, like, wait, what? And even with this work, um, I, I get that a lot. Because it's like, well, that's a lot of work to put in. And we're breaking down why. But really, it's just the alignment of the action. The action, the frequency that that creates, the attraction that that creates, right? The doing. Things can't really attract to nothingness, to a want, to a wish. Things can attract to some form of movement. And it's amazing how those things can snowball into new things and can take you in different directions that you could have never dreamt possible. And that's what we're talking about today. It's not fun to hear that because it just seems too damn easy. What? I would just do like the smallest step possible. That That's it? Yep. And then you just keep doing that until you kind of get to the next path. And then you'd figure out where you need to go next. Does that sound okay? Hmm. And how do I know that I'm supposed to do? Well, how do I know that I'm supposed to do that? And then my response is, well, do you like doing it? And then they're like, huh. Well, that's kind of confusing. It's not really. Do you like doing it? Do you like doing it in this way? Well, what if that doesn't work with the algorithm? What if that doesn't work? Well, it's not going to matter. If you don't enjoy doing it and you only do it for five days, it won't have mattered anyways. If you don't enjoy doing it, you're forcing yourself to do it every single day, whatever it is. It's not going to attract what you want anyways. So come on. Let's figure that out. Let's just go try some things on for size. And I know that it's one of the least favorite things that I have said to people in the past coaching and speaking. Because it's so strange. You would just do something you enjoy? Yeah. Yeah, let's start there. Uh Uh-huh. What do you enjoy? And that was a hard question for me because I had just worked. And everything that I did was really aligned with work. And the production of monetary value right? That was what I was told you were supposed to do. You were supposed to work. You were supposed to make money. That's it. That's your purpose on this earth. And when I started to push back on that, it was, it was hard to break that down. It was hard to not succumb to that belief that the only worth of my movement in this world was assigned to the monetary value of it. So forego your happiness. Just work for money. No. Get happy. And the money follows and flows easily. You, in alignment, doing things that you enjoy doing, attracts abundance because you already are abundant. It can repeat 
and flow like it never has before. Let's go. Welcome to season three. Um, I would love to tell you that season three is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in. And honestly, it could be. But this podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me. And that started in season one, rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing, we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, Every day feels a little bit better and a lot more aligned. So I'm excited that you're here. If you're just finding this today in season three, um, you can go back and find all the past episodes. I started at around the age of 30 recording this podcast um, every weekday, working through this really painful point in my life and we're just starting into season three and I'm excited to see where we get. It's a whole lot of entrepreneur creative vibes that are going out into this world and the more that I get to experience that the better that I feel. So gear up, load up, and let's all go out and change the world however that looks for us. But more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying and start getting back to rebuilding after that. Hey, how are you doing? What a beautiful day it is. It kind of warmed up today and now it's getting colder, but I am here for it. What I am not so here for is the fact that this very episode has now been recorded. This is our third round. So third time's a charm. We're going to get after it. We're going to figure it out. We're going to get it posted and fixed and all the things. Uh, Just bear with us here, good people. We figure things out. We always do. Um, This is always, this is a very, 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 very consistent thing. Okay. I just want to remind all of you when Hannah sort of upgrades, (laughs) Hannah, uh, what are we on now? 5.0. I don't know exactly what to name it, but when Hannah goes through a major upgrade, we always are disruptive with technology. It always happens. It always does. I don't know that there's any valid points there other than just my experience with said technology and my experience with the energetic disruption of those tools during these periods of ascension, during these periods of sort of upgrading and it always makes me a little bit nervous and then I'm like 
Yikes, this might hurt. I don't know if we're ready for this. And then we level up usually, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. But I can always tell that the frequency is different or changing according to generally some sort of disruption in my technology products. And welcome. You're experiencing one right now. And the cool thing is they'll last for two or three days, always at this time, never disruptive of anything else, anything else. And then all of a sudden, I won't even have had to have done anything. Sometimes if it lasts too long, I'll get on the phone with the internet company. They'll always be like, nope, everything looks fine. I don't know what you're talking about. And then we'll get through that period of whatever this energetic disruption is and we'll have survived it and we'll have come out on the other side and everything clears up on its own. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to live it. I don't know what's going on. I couldn't tell you or explain it if I had to, even though I just tried to. So there you go. That's my explanation of what's happening with even this podcast episode. So we're actually dual recording this time. So the third instance doesn't just go away in case my um, pod recorder just decides not to work. So Yeah, it's a great thing. It's a great thing because what I hadn't realized before and what I didn't verbalize on episodes before this is that this has repeated multiple times. And every time on the other side, there's this heightened arrival of sorts. And I had a great meeting today uh, with a thought leader in my area. And that's really my great thing. But we talked about this, the leveling up, the scariness, the unknown that comes after that. And even though that's a craving, that adventure, that new thing, it also puts you in this place of like, no, I don't know this thing. I don't know this person. I don't know this being. I don't know how to be this. It's scary. Can I do this? Am I capable? Am I strong enough? Am I really going through this? Or is this all just up in my head somewhere? Can I be this person? And trust my good friends. You can. I can. We can. It's worth figuring out, championing through this hard period through this frequency disruption because always on the other side is major transformation. I think about the last time that this happened. Oh, we were working through some crazy stuff. And I mean, like real deep spiritual work, like trying to rid bad energies really doing a lot of work with that darkness. And that was a major disruption. I don't know if we all remember this, but let me just take you back probably about a year and a half ago or so. And every time that I would get on to podcast, everything in my office would shut down, including and only specifically the internet in this room. Everything else would be working just fine. (laughs) And it would happen during pod. Yeah, it was crazy. And 
Every time that I would report it, it would always come back just fine. People came out to our house to look at our internet, figure out what was going on, and everything was always just fine. And so we would talk about how it's only happening at this specific time of day, it's only happening in this specific room, and for that there was no answer because guess what? Following that was a major upgrade and transformation vibrationally that I couldn't even really voice or describe on the podcast. I didn't have the actual words for what that was. And I don't know that I necessarily do now um, either, but I'm getting closer and I'm having more conversations because I have more words to describe that, but it takes a lot of research and understanding of things that I had no, 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 no clue about prior, prior life, BP, before pod. (laughs) And like, this wasn't a path that I planned on taking, but that's why this is so amazing because you really can self-navigate to this place, I believe, that it has everything to do with your dreams and the things that come along with your dreams, the limits, the expansions, the heightened experience that you are actually supposed to have on this planet. It really is related to your ability to be happy, to be a light in this world. Yes, we are supposed to be lights. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. There's a reason that that song exists. If you've never heard it before, I won't go into the whole thing, but it's basically just like for children and the children are like, you know what? I have this light. Well, guys, that isn't some made up thing that they just put in the Bible into a song. That's real. Kids are in alignment. I find it beautiful to watch my own children and how closely aligned they are to themselves and their truths. And I find it terrifying as well to watch them dim that in order to sort of fit what the status quo is. And I know that that is a part of this human experience. And my job as a parent, it feels like is to remind them of these intrinsic truths that they have shown me over the years about them and to ask those questions of them. And we don't just know how to do this. It takes a lot of time and research and thought and effort. And the more layers that you stack on top of that, the more work that it's going to take figuring out how to uncover yourself again, how to let this little light shine. But you can self-navigate this. You absolutely can. You know what needs to come next. You do. Really, the whole job, the whole point of this is to begin listening to those whispers, not making them yell, following your feet wherever they shall lead you. It is a thing. It is possible. It is and can be yours. Period. And that 
is everything. And can be everything. And will be everything. And it's beautiful. And I feel grateful to have met people who can vibrationally stand in that conversation with me. I feel grateful to know how to speak to some of these things and to be able to do, do in response to what it is that I have learned and incorporate that into how I'm living my life every day, incorporate that into how I raise my family, incorporate that into all of the things that include me and my fullest, brightest light. And what I can tell you is that after my conversation today, it was very, very, very evident that Hannah forgot. Hannah doesn't lower to meet. Hannah stays high and lets people respond to that. And the beautiful thing is those people who are in alignment with that vibration will go to work for you. They will. They'll understand that you aren't deserving of this. They'll understand and they'll put in the work for you. And it's just a beautiful, yummy, ooey gooey thing that I can't really describe any other way. And you can too. You can too. And it's amazing. Okay. So go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself. Ground yourself in all of your amazing greatness because you're so very deserving of it. I can't really think of anyone more deserving than you. Um, I guess I could make someone up, but I'm not going to because there is no one more deserving. Do your greatness grounding. Do it every day. Start putting yourself up on that pedestal. While it is important to check our egos to make sure that we're aware of them, this great thing is about propping yourself up on that when necessary, because it will be called on. There are going to be things that require your full ego. And once you know, once you're in that self-actualization, it really isn't even ego in the same way that it used to be. And it's sort of the most amazing thing. I can't, I don't even want to explain it. Okay. Just do your great thing. If you did nothing else and it would take you five seconds a day, do that. See if that shifts something. And then the energy continues repeating for work like that, for self-work, for self-development, for self freaking love. Love yourself. I won't inflict any demands on you except for that. And that one's hard. And it's a hard thing to swallow. And it's an even harder thing to do. But like, that is a major piece. The love of yourself. Okay. So today, I want to talk about something that you definitely don't want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> because I love us all so much. Oh my gosh, why wouldn't we talk about that? <laughs> um, and this is it. And I actually read this to my book launch team. Yeah, all six of us were cool. No, there's five. All five of us were super cool. 
And I read this to sort of ground us in the work that we're embarking on because the rollout of this book, the rollout of all of this work, I've always had this dream of it being this organic, we find the ears um, that are ready to receive. We aren't just like barking it into everybody. It connects with who it's meant to connect with. We have those conversations. We're present. We're capable. We're listening. We're not just listening to respond and hurry up and tell them about this work because that's what we needed to do. Like, this is meant to just fall. I've always had that vision for this and it's meant to just continue, right? Persist. And so this, I won't read the entire book, but this book I found, stumbled upon um, and bought not knowing what it was. And it perfectly spoke to, to the work of the book, to the work of this piece as a whole, but really this first book it spoke to. So this book is called The Persistence of Yellow, Inspiration for Living Brightly, written by Monique Duvall, illustrated by Roquia Fries. And I'm just going to read you the one page. You ask me how things work. I think of endless cycles, the hum and spin of everything. So I tell you this, hold the pale green stalk up high. And then run hard, so the wind will catch the wings of the dandelion seeds. Let them fall like sparks, like stars back to the earth. I can tell you are not satisfied, but really, that's all there is to it. The persistence of yellow. And so often, when I'm doing this work, or I'm out speaking about this, and I used to speak about it a lot, and I used to kind of coach on it, and this first season, now as we go back and talk about the the book and the death of a dream movement as it is. Um, this will be something that I speak on a lot. And it's funny because every time after I say these things, like just let it fall to the earth, just let it light like sparks, just let it go and grow. And, and then I preface that with, do, do you like doing it? And they're like, yeah, but would it be successful? What if I did this? What if I did this? And then I always just come back to, to this truth, right? The energy repeats. So if there's something that you want to do that you feel excited about that's intrinsically aligned with who you are as a human, the energy will repeat. And so maybe it isn't about what it is that you are or are not doing as much as it is about where your light shows up. It's in the being. And you're going to do a million different things throughout your life. And your job as it sits is to see where light repeats, see where energy repeats. And so when I would have these conversations with people and I coach someone on they wanted to start their jewelry business. And it was like, well, what, what would I post? What would I do? And as a marketer, that seemed like a pretty easy kind of grab there. Yeah, this makes sense. I'll coach people and then I'll maybe make up some course to teach them how to market off of what I coached them. But in the truest form of this reality, this is what I have come to know. It doesn't really matter what you do if you don't enjoy doing it, right? If you're just going to burn out and hate it in three months, then it would have all have been for naught. It's about the longevity. It's about the persistence of yellow, friends. 
You have to just keep dropping things. You have to just keep trying things. And so people always raise an eyebrow and they kind of look at me weird like, what? You've gone crazy. So, <clears throat> and this this has happened every single time that I've talked about this. And so for me, it's more just about pioneering and showing what's possible. And so that's just the route that I'm going to take. And we set up all of this work very intentionally in that path that it would just spread as it's supposed to. And <laughs> when people ask after, right, because it connects with them somewhere and they go, okay. <clears throat> and it's always like kind of a cockeye and the, eye, the outside eyebrows raised and they look at me like, so, so you're, so Hannah, um, <clears throat> and it's it, every time I can think of three very different experiences, always the same talk. And every time that someone asks questions, this was their reaction. <clears throat> so <clears throat> what you're saying is just like, whatever I do. Just do it consistently. And only do the things that I enjoy doing. And I'm like, yep. Yeah, you got it. Wow. You got that from what I said? Perfect. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. And then they turn their head the other way. Like, so then, so, so Hannah, so, uh, <clears throat> So is there like a specific thing that I need to do or like a, is there, um, how, to, is there, is, um, is, so you just do, so Hannah, you're saying to just do what I, I, I enjoy doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, are you going to, are you going to sell me on something like Aren't you going to tell me how, how to officially run this one thing or that one thing? I'm like, no, no. You'll figure that out. You will. Especially if it's something that you enjoy. But I'm telling you, if you haven't started yet, just start with the simplest form of it. Really? The simplest form? Yeah. Just so you can see, people. Give yourself a freaking test run. Quit wasting all your money trying out stuff that you probably don't even like. Give yourself a test run. See if you even like doing that. Pick up one client. See if you enjoy it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I, I feel energy from that. Here's what I liked about it. Here's what I would do to make this a thing. Here's what it could look like. But so often we just sort of stay in this dreamland. And the reason that people approach me with this cockeyed, wild look is because we can't imagine a life that we enjoy that much, right? The societal norm is definitely swayed to misery. The societal norm is definitely comfortable with hating life so much so that we feel like we, we're, we're speaking some foreign language right? People look at me like I'm not saying actual words. Like I used to look at my 
um, two-year-old, like what are you, are those words, right? That like cockeyed, one eyebrow raised, head tilted. That's how I'd look at my two-year-old. That's how people look at me when I'm saying these words. What? Do things we like. But I was kind of told that it was the opposite, that work sucked and then you die. Work sucks and then you die. Welcome to life. What a wonderful life. Gosh, what a beautiful motto. That really is something to strive for, isn't it? And I I just want to I want to I want to stop that. I want people to get out of that pain cycle because I don't believe that it's necessary. I believe that everyone can get in alignment. I believe that one of the ways that we suffer the most is the fact that we sort of signed off for dreaming in our lives after the initial dream died. And even if it wasn't the initial, right, our dreams have taken hits over the years of what's possible. And all of a sudden, we find ourselves waking up around the age of 40 or 50, and we're going, well, I don't really give a shit what anyone thinks now, so now I'm going to go do this, right? And I'm just ahead of the game because I was just like, I don't, I don't know what's bringing me to this place, but I know that this question is deeply rooted in my heart and I can't get rid of it. I can't imagine a world without dreamers. And I can't imagine that only a select few people get to do this because that's not what I'm hearing from them, right? Every single dreamer is like, nope, really. Yep, you got to just keep showing up. But uh, yeah, work hard. Yeah, I mean that too, kind of, but it wasn't work. It was love. It was love of the process. It was love of building this. It was love of the craft that got me where I am because it wakes you up. It wakes you up with excitement. It wakes you up with passion. It wakes you up with like, what? What are these words spilling out of me right now? Why is this happening? How can this happen every single morning at 4 a.m.? Right? And there's something like that for you too. And so soon as we start taking steps, like I did all those years ago, started Deciding that I wanted to write books, had no idea why, just like, what do I want to do? If I could pick anything, I would write books and I would speak to audiences and I would, I would help dreamers dream. I would, I would, I would do that work. That would be my work. That would be my job on this planet. If I get to just hire myself for anything, that's what I'm going to hire myself for. I'm going to help change people's lives. I'm going to, I'm going to do that. And I believe dreams do that. And I believe dreamers change the world. And so how do we get people to dream? Well, we sort of allow them to surrender to the fact that they gave up. We force that existence on them because without that moment of realizing that this could all be done, even though we have that constant reality staring us right in the face, but we choose to ignore it, right? And so often it doesn't look like this until there's that midlife crisis, right? Or until you turn a certain age and you go, holy crap, I I, got, I haven't even done anything with my life. And then you see those people, right? There are so many people. 
Colonel Sanders, I believe is one of them, who tap in in later parts of their life. Well, it's because they go, well, I don't, I'm not really ready to tap out and I, I got a lot to do on this planet and, and I don't really care what people think and so I'm just going to go act and I'm going to go do. And because they've removed sort of those layers of disbelief, those layers of expectations, those layers of caring what people think, all of a sudden they're manifesting like crazy and you're going, well, what the heck have you been doing your whole life? Where have you been? You've been this person all along? You've just been sitting at home or what? Well, that's it. We have to force a reason for surrender. And so posing the death of a dream in that way forces that discomfort, therefore forcing the surrender, therefore forcing your need to go take some action, to dig yourself out of this grave, right? And think of yourself before, just constantly looking into the grave, fearing it, Even though you've known that it was there, even though you know that death is a part of this story, you know that dream death was something assigned to you, you're just standing over the hole looking over it. Well, I'm going to go ahead and push you the fuck in. Yeah, I'm going to get in there. And then I'm going to tell you to find your way out listening to the silence around you, because in that silence, in that surrender, you can hear the voices that have been holding you back. And I need you to step on those things and climb and claw your way out. And your way out looks like getting energy from taking action that's in alignment. You might say, well, Hannah, what's in alignment? Well, What's in alignment is work that lights you up. And the only way to know that is to go out and start testing it, not just writing it, testing it. Is this something you want to do? Yes or no. This isn't about winning or losing here. This is just about finding alignment. This is just about testing enough things to come up on a decision on one or the other. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many you do. It doesn't matter how long it takes you. You are just looking for the energy repeating over time. Because then we can make our way out of the grave. And if we can get ourselves out of the grave from the death of our dream, right? Then we can start living again. Then we can remember what it was like, this lightness, this way of operating on this planet in a way that we always used to. This isn't a surprise to us. We know that this person was here. We've felt this person before. We remember when they were carefree and they were riding bikes and you're like, well, Hannah, my responsibilities don't go away. Exactly. They don't. But you can build yourself out of that scarcity mindset. You absolutely can. You're so beautifully capable of finding your way through that. And once you get there, then that's where the action comes in, right? We got to start moving. We got to start testing things. We got to get creative with how we do that, how we align with that. And then we move into sort of this death of a dream moment where action 
starts to create a new frequency. And there's so much to be had in this portion of the story. And I know that this might not be what you want to hear, right? Because it sounds too easy. But this this is the work. This is the persistence of yellow. This is where you have to start some sort of movement, even if it's uncomfortable. But you can do it. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, go ahead and check us, me, it's just me, out on (laughs) all of our socials. I post every day, uh, post with some inspirational I don't know, quotes and movements, um, definitely on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at The Death of a Dream, also on LinkedIn, but I think that's just me. It's just Hannah Ness. Um, But you can check out kind of some daily encouragement to go down, chase your dreams, and live your best life. You can always check back here in the show notes for anything that we might have talked about at some point in the show, anything that I'm creating at this given point. I won't necessarily talk about it on the podcast every single day, but you can always find what I'm working on in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening. You, all of you, whether you listen to one episode, five minutes or five seconds, make a difference to me. And I couldn't be here doing this work if no one listened at all. So every person over one is just a bonus. And I feel extremely grateful to be a part of your day. Thank you.